Before we get started today, I wanted to direct your attention to d2cplus.co where we have $1 trials for our private membership community where you're going to get access to all of our amazing workshops and challenges like the Influencer Flywheel Challenge, the Automation Challenge, and the Standout with Snapchat, our Snapchat uh, challenge that we just finished recording. You'll get a full course library. You'll get access to our private group. You'll get access to these podcasts uh, when they are recorded where you can ask questions live. Uh, you're going to want to join d2cplus.co and you can do it right Right now for a dollar. So you should go there right now, d2cplus.co, join for $1 only and get all of that awesome D2C goodness. There's never been a better time to be a direct-to-consumer business. Join us as we uncover the strategies and scaling secrets of the world's most disruptive brands and agencies. This is DTC Podcast. Hello and welcome to the D2C Podcast. I'm Eric Dick, along with co-host Kyle Guilfoyle. And today we are lucky to have a combo podcast featuring the co-founder of Jebit, which is a software tool that creates delightful data-rich customer experiences, as well as an incredible D2C brand, Pour Moi. And we're going to discuss, uh, spend some time today discussing pre-sales content strategy and how to build the most effective experience um, before, before someone clicks uh, and and how to drive data from that that fuels the rest of your funnel. So we have Tom Coburn, who is the co-founder and CEO of Jibit, which is the world's first declared data platform uh, that creates beautiful mobile experiences uh, to capture customer intentions. And we have Uli Hashlocker, uh, the president of Pormoi Skin Care and their d- director of customer experience, Shannon, who didn't join us today. Uh, so we'll just be sticking with Uli. And Pormoi is a skincare challenger brand that utilizes unique climate smart technology uh, and they were recently named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2020, which is really cool. I want to welcome you both to the program today. Uh, let's start with you, Tom. So at Pilot House, we're constantly creating pre-sales content that engages the user uh, and improves conversion rates. Can you talk a little bit about how you started with Jebit and why you built it and what it's become? First, uh, thank you guys for having uh, myself and Uli on the podcast. Excited to be here. Uh, yeah, so my co-founder and I started Jebit eight years ago. Uh, we were in our dorm room uh, in Boston at the time. We were at Boston College. And really the whole vision behind Jebit is how can we allow marketers um, without needing to touch a line of code, because many of us are not technical, to create beautiful and engaging experiences that consumers will want to engage with that in a very conversation and natural way get the consumer to answer questions about themselves. You know, I think there's a hybrid between you know, the legacy way of asking consumers questions in a survey where consumers don't like that and the world of we obviously want to deliver amazing, valuable experiences to our customers. And with Jebit, you can really do both, but you can do it much faster and cheaper than if you uh, tried to pay an agency to do it for you or if you tried to have your own engineers do it, you know, as I'm sure Uli will tell you, many of the DDC brands we work with are, uh, they have a million priorities and resources are always a challenge. And so, you know, being able to just do it yourself and do it really quickly um, are the main value props that, you know, we were predicting would happen and are seeing more and more of it happen as the years go on. Can you give me a little example of like the old way to ask a question versus the new way? Like yeah, th- this I mean, more so engaging, personalized way? Right. So to just talk about those two worlds, like traditionally, I mean, any type of retail brand, but especially a DC brand, you'd have your website with a bunch of products and maybe some information to educate people and uh, you, but you're really relying on the consumer to get to that page and do their own research and figure it out. 
And then on the other side of the house, you might run surveys from time to time and you might try to get data directly from your customers. And sure, you might be looking at like what they've bought and the, the purchase data and behavioral data, but we all know the most valuable data is just asking someone directly. And uh, we know surveys are not engaging. It's hard to get consumers to do it at a high rate. And so what something like Jebit lets you do is build a quiz that in Uli will talk about the one she has on her website right now, but when a new site visitor gets to the Pormois site and doesn't know a ton about Pormois, they can go right into this quiz and they can answer a few questions. They can learn a little bit about Pormois in the process, and then they can get matched to the right product for them. And so it saves the user time. They're not doing the quiz because they, they just out of the goodness of their heart want to give Uli a bunch of data on themselves. They're doing the quiz because they're a busy consumer and so they've heard something about poor model land on this site and Uli's able to give them a much better consumer experience that just so happens to ask three or four questions or five questions about them. And now we've captured all this valuable at Jebit, we call it declared data, but it's really just first party data where people are answering questions. Uh, and that data is incredibly valuable for a lot of different reasons we could dive into if it's helpful. Well, yeah, I think it. I think it'd be awesome uh, to to dive right in with uh, with Uli and and uh, love to hear about how how you're using uh, the Jebit platform and, on and start uh, with, with your story as well. Yeah. Well, we are a very disruptive um, beauty concept, and we are truly an innovation. Um, we have two patents, so it's really a um, uh, two U.S. patent, and actually, we just got our Canadian patent. So um, we applied for this patent worldwide, but um, the US patent is very, very hard to get for a skincare method, not talking about formulas, because it's kind of like an algorithm. There's not a lot of um, you know, um, value to protect it because constantly software is evolving. So what you wanna protect is the method. And actually I used a, a method patent out of technology and applied it at beauty for the first time ever and created an entire white space that I carved out, which is climate, uh, skincare by the climate you live in and changing it when you travel or when the season changes or you have a unusual weather, weather event. However, this is such a disruptive um, proposition that we were looking, how can we educate a consumer online? Because it's not like walking into a store and you have a sales rep that says, hey, where do you live? What are you doing? Uh, you know, so we needed this kind of communication tool. And that's where Jabit comes in. They, you know, our skincare is personalized to where you live and, you know, what your personal uh, journey is, where you go. Um, Jabit is also personalized, so you can easily interact with that consumer and match them to the right product. And the reason why that also is so important is because then you don't have returns. The consumer actually gets what they are looking for. And I think that's the biggest advantage of Jabit, because we all know the best customer service is when your customer doesn't have to call you. Eric, you're on, you're on, you're on mute, but I, I do have, um, I, I have, a, I do have a, a follow-up question there. I'd, I'd love to, would you be able to walk us through uh, the, your favorite experience that you've created with Jebit that, that allows you to, uh, to really personalize uh, those products to the right person at the right time? Yes. So for us, the question is easy. Where are you? Is the first question that we have. And then the next one is, 
what kind of weather do you have? Is it sunny? And then we compare it like what you would wear. So to make it, you know, more visible. Uh, we worked very closely with Chabit of uh, developing the quiz. And that quiz is so effective um, that even Time Magazine was talking about it um, on our um, write-up of being the best invention uh, 2020 for beauty, um, the quiz was actually mentioned as an important part of why we have been chosen, because it makes a very innovative process so simple to explain and to execute because of what Chebit does. And to show it and not just tell about it, right? You could create a landing page that explains this whole thing, exactly. but when you actually have someone, and I like Tom, the, the word declare data in a way, because as you're going through this process, you are declaring it in a way that also improves your likelihood to convert in a way, because you're actually sort of, you're, you're, you're the one declaring it as opposed to being told it. I, am, I imagine that's part of the psychology. A hundred percent. And uh, Uli nailed it when she said what it enables you to do is basically have the conversation you would as if you were with this consumer in person, right? If you did own a retail store or you were just, you know, on the side of the road selling this to someone, uh, this is how you'd sell to them, right? You wouldn't just open up the catalog and say, pick the one you want. You'd say, hey, who are you? Tell me a little bit more about you. What are you looking for? What do you care about? You know, many of the, obviously Uli has very specific questions because her product is so innovative. We need to learn about the climate you live in and your activities and things like that. But for many of our customers, it's even simple questions like what matters to you most? Are you, are you really price conscious or, or do you really care about, are you open to spending more because you really care about how something is made or the environmental impact or, you know, different things like that. There's obviously an infinite amount of questions that you could ask. Um, but that's where, and then Uli mentioned this, we really try to work with our customers on understanding, okay, what are the three or four or five most important questions you would ask the first time meeting someone? Um, because often we see people do try to overthink it too. You often don't need to know 50 things about people. And as mm. you guys probably know, consumers often don't want to tell you 50 things about them, you know, um, but a lot can happen with just, you know, three or four or five really valuable data points. Yeah. I think also that the consumer or we overall don't want to read anymore. It gets all much more visual. Um, if somebody, you know, if you go to an agency today, they're like, Uli, stop writing. Nobody is reading it. You need to bring in innovative ways to show it. So we are in, we're living in a time of change as a three-time grandmother, I can just tell you, because I come from direct response. So infomercials, that's what we did in the 80s. And now it is direct to consumer. And, um, you know, from being the completely cheesy thing, it turned into the cool thing. <laughs> so, but that's um, being said, um, it is also, beside everything being visual and being an experience and people not reading, uh, you know, and don't having the attention span to really read through, um, another reason why this is so important, the Chabit quiz, is that 10 seconds on the internet feels like 10 minutes in real life. So it has a very different proportion to um, how real life acts. And so Jebit helps to really make that um, experience much more efficient. And I think that's important for somebody who owns a uh, e-commerce site, who wants to be successful with an e-commerce site that they are actually respectful on that consumer experience to cut it down as much as possible because you otherwise lose the lose the customer anyway 
I love it. And, and, and so, so this particular application is, it's that idea of, of directing them to um, direct them to the right purchase for them. That's, that's an absolute no brainer. I'm wondering about some of the other things that you can do on, on the other side of it in terms of dynamic marketing with this data. Once you have it, can you give us some ideas of some cool applications either you've used Uli or that you've seen uh, Tom where you're doing other things besides that? For sure. Um, Uli, do you want to take it? Do you want me to start? I let you start. Okay, deal. Um, and then there's one other quick thing I want to say before I dive into that relating to what Uli said. You know, we, we're talking about a quiz to drive people to the right product to buy. <clears throat> That's one of many interactive experiences you could build to capitalize on the fact that people have short attention spans, but also try to get them to tell you things about them. Another really popular thing we see people do is build interactive articles on the Jebit platform. So they'll take a blog post, you know, long form blog post with a bunch of content and they'll break it up and ask you questions. And based on how you answer the questions, they'll take you down different paths in the blog post. So maybe it's, hey, how much do you know about uh, how the climate impacts your skin? And if you say a lot, well, we can skip over the whole two intro paragraphs. But if you say you don't know a lot and we ask you how much time you have, oh, you have two minutes, here's what you need to know. Uh, it's just another great way to engage your consumer in a conversational way that's very much how Uli would talk to someone in person if she met them. But anyways, to directly answer your question. So whether you're doing a quiz or you're doing an interactive article or a trivia or any of the other things, you get people to answer these questions and now you have this data. Now things get really interesting with what you can actually do with the data. You know, I know Uli talks a lot about the increase in, in conversions and average order uh, value she sees from the quiz in the moment, but now you've had X thousands of people go through and answer these questions. You could use that data to personalize emails to them. You could use that data to go uh, create a custom audience on Facebook and whether you wanna go retarget them or you wanna go uh, you know, reach new people using lookalike models, you could go do that, but it's based on that self-declared data, not third-party data or other types of data. Um, you might use that data to just personalize the uh, website experience when people come back next. Um, I, I think the key is as the marketer, as the DTC brand, once you get the data, it's yours. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, you know, not to dive into all the weeds of the Jebit platform, but we're integrated with all the major marketing automation platforms and email service providers that uh, any DTC brand might be using. So, you know, <clears throat> the, the Jebit experiences are a valuable way to collect the data, but you're really just scratching the surface of the value you can get uh, if you're only looking at the experience itself. Very cool. Uli, you mentioned earlier a really cool term about creating white space. And so we've worked with a few skincare brands on the Pilot House side, and it's not an easy vertical. It is one of the hardest. It's one of the most competitive verticals in terms of uh, standing out. Uh, so I'd just like to hear you talk a little bit more about that white space idea. And, and the idea that I'm interested in also as it relates to, to pre-sales content is how important that customer experience is in the white space world. It's like if, you, if you're in that white space and if you're not coming up with an innovative way to, to explain that to people, you're going to put yourself behind the eight ball. So you need, if you're in the white space, you definitely need to have these really engaging customer experiences, I would say. Yeah, well... Skincare and beauty overall is one of the most crowded um, place that is out there. It's a huge opportunity because it's kind of like food or download. You use it every day. This is, you know, this is the, the Super Bowl of consumption. So everybody wants to get in there because of the reoccurring um, return that you have in the business. You know, every everything that you use every day and especially um, 
anti-aging skincare, we know from what happened um, 2004 that it is recession proof. Unfortunately, you know, women would take the kids out of the private school, but didn't give up their moisturizer. So uh, you know, <laughs> choices that been made that we, we've seen, um, you know, in the last 20 years, we've we seen 2004 that uh, we, are, we are amazing for marketers, that we are like, you know, skincare is the way to go. And that's why so much money has been invested in anti-aging skincare. Um, I have to say, um, so as a marketer, that was always, you know, I come a lot from product development, but, um, you know, I have been working, finding new angles for my, my customers because we were, you know, in the infomercial business and it was all about finding a new angle of how you go on QVC or how you, um, you know, sell something. Innovation, um, you know, didn't really, I, I wouldn't say comes out right off DRTV, but it had a lot of innovative angles to it and then extended to the internet. But, um, you know, when I got the, you know, um, I, as a child, I traveled a lot around the world with my father and he was in powder coating. I don't know if you're familiar with powder coating, but powder coating is really how paint withstands outside the elements and how you apply this powder coating is different in different surface, you know, in different climates. Hmm. So I was six years old and I, I already understood that you treat a surface according to the climate you are in. Slash forward, I'm in my 40s and I'm working with Olivia Newton-John on breast cancer and we are founding a company together and we're traveling the world. We're in different climates. And, um, you know, 2003, I think, was the moment where breast cancer used to be the number one self-diagnosed disease for women because you find a lump when skin cancer took it over and it was actually now skin cancer becoming the number one self-diagnosed um, disease. And so Olivia, we started to do with, you know, um, a nonprofit organization or with hospitals like the Cedar Sinai or NYU, we started to um, do projects together with skin cancer. Um, and so at this time, the first research was coming out. What brings our first uh, what breaks down the first defense, our out, most outer layers of skin, you know, what's what's actually happening? And the first research showed very surprisingly that the outer layer of the skin that are located outside the body actually function completely different than the inside of your skin. Then they started to say, oh, we found a new organ. I don't know if you remember when, when all that uh, publicity came out about part of the skin is a new organ. Um, yep. Anyway, um, all of it, you know, led to more research, more research, more research. But at that moment, when I started to read that research, came back to from my dad, what I learned when we lived in Israel, when we lived in, uh, you know, Denmark in the polar climate and, you know, for the powder coating, that the skin is just the surface. And we are learning that that surface made out of dead skin cells is actually biochemically alive and 100% tied to the climate. So, um, you know, flash forward now 2020 being the invention of the year with Time Magazine. Now this, you know, when something, when you get data back in medical research and, you know, it's kind of like what Tom is talking about, you know, with declared data as well. So that's how, how, how it works with medical research too. You look at this and you get such amazing information back. So you find the bigger one, the bigger one, a bigger one. So today there is actually 
major research that backs up that your skin is changing in different climates. The outer layer works with the climate. And the truth is, this is how skin works. And guess what? When I went for a patent application um, and I just went it out to see what's out there, in 150 years, not just in the United States, but worldwide, the word climate was never mentioned in a patent ever. Because lawyers, I was married to a lawyer, they just copy and paste. <laughs> you know, so they are, they are not innovative. A lawyer is not innovative by any way or shape. They just cover everything that's already covered before. So climate was never mentioned. And at that moment, I knew I found a white space. And so we spent millions of dollars on these patents. Um, and that's how it is. And now, you know, the question was always, because we just got the first patent in November 2019. So I had to launch that, that, that uh, brand of mine during a pandemic, no commercial, no Facebook ads, nothing. We are really growing by word of mouth. And, um, you know, and we are growing. We are one of the fast growing brand, accordingly to Shopify. So um, amazing. We have thousands of new customers every month online because it works. We have no returns. We are able because of Chabit. Chabit enabled us to, um, you know, um, explain this in 30 se 15 seconds is our. I think it's a 15 second quiz we have. That's we what have I'm blown away by is that you, 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 yeah, could you could, yeah, you could talk about skincare. I would imagine you could fill a book with what you know about skincare, right? <laughs> but you have 10 seconds. To, exactly. to impart that to someone to make them understand kind of a new paradigm. Uh, right. So it's pretty amazing that you've been able to accomplish this. Uh, so one of the other questions I had uh, for Tom too was just, uh, you know, we at Pilot House, we run a lot of ads uh, for everything that we do. Are, are, are these experiences organic or are these uh, being driven to from ads directly? And, and what does that actually look like on the ad side? Yeah, it's an awesome question. Um, so when we were thinking about building Jevit since day one, we intentionally wanted to build it in a way where we're just the software to create the experience. And then we want you as the marketer to be able to put it anywhere your consumers are. So, you know, Uli, for example, if you go to the Poor Ma website, you'll see the quiz embedded right there on the homepage. Many of our brands will take a Jebit experience and they'll have Facebook ads drive right into the experience, or they might embed the experience in an app, or they might email the experience out. We've had professional sports teams have the experience pop up uh, while you're watching a live game where you type in a URL and it loads the experience. We've had QR codes on packages, literally anywhere you could have someone click a link, scan a QR code, anything you could deploy an interactive experience. Um, and so the flexibility is really there to, to be wherever your consumers are. I love it. We, we've been talking a lot about um, market segmentation and, and just what it really means to have dynamic web experiences. I, th I think there's a lot of people pay lip service to that as an idea by, you know, populating someone's name in some field in an email or something potentially. But, but we're, we're realizing more and more that these truly engaging experiences um, whether it's AR, VR product demonstrations, which is something I hear just just dominating, or, or, or these kinds of experiences, like this is e-commerce, whatever we are, 4.0 now. You, you need to have these kinds of, of edges and these kinds of experiences. Um, yeah, I think once, if you're a consumer, once you've gone to Uli's site and you've had such a helpful consultative experience, then if you start going to a bunch of other sites and you're not getting that, it starts to become more of the standard, right? You're going to start to say, wow, that was such an easy experience with poor moi. And, you know, it, it just becomes another differentiator, right? And I'm not 
obviously Uli's biggest differentiator is the patent and the, the amazing product that she's developed. Um, but I think, you know, she would admit in a competitive market, you know, every extra differentiator you can get uh, obviously helps. Yeah. And it's very important with an innovative process was how do we let the consumer know what is the right product? Because people don't understand climate really uh, very well. Um, and um, it made it so simple. And as I said, we really are, uh, if you look at a, um, I think the benchmark in DR to consumer for skincare, you guys probably know a bit, but the average is about 28% return because a lot of people just buy skincare with, the, with already the intention to return it. So they just wanted to see it, smell it, look at it, and then they return it because, you know, the return process is so easy. We have less than 1% return year to date with over 12,000 customers that regularly buy. So, um, and that speaks for the patent that if they believe that climate has something to do with skin, they can only buy from us. There's, they cannot return it and buy it somewhere else. But it also has to do um, that they know exactly that they buy the right product from the start and that's Jebit. And then again, our customer service is tiny, 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 tiny. It's mostly people calling us up and say how much they love it. Um, so that's also, as we know, it's a killer to a, um, um, a DR site if customer service goes up, if chargebacks goes up, if returns goes up. Doesn't matter if you have a million sales, if you have a million and two returns. <laughs> so it is, it's just smart business to, to, you know, beside the experience and the data and everything else, it's also smart business. It's a must have, I would say. I, I yeah, I, I sorry, it, it, like to charge forward here again, but I think all we're always looking for business solutions that are that are additive. We we keep bringing up this idea of the whole beast. How and, and so when you find a solution that works on multiple fronts, you, you I think you know that's you know that's a win when it when and and at the same time when it supports your company's mission of you know be, uh you know reducing waste for instance. I know that's something that that people really think of, uh you know quite quite a bit in in the e-commerce world. And so just any kind of model that addresses that, I think is something that people can really get behind. Yeah, and with Jebit, you can actually grow into the different stages of your company. So we are startups. So it's all about getting the sales and getting the sales as good as possible. So no returns and things. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure in two years, uh, because we have really high growth, at that moment, we want to have that Chris do something else, learn about what products do they want. You know, like uh, a business moves into different stages. The good thing is with Jabit, you can just, as Tom was explaining, there's so many applications to it. So you you evolve too with, with the quizzes because the, you can use it in so many different ways. Very interesting. So, so cool. Um, I'm, I'm actually super curious because you guys are very innovative in that it's, you know, it's a climate focused skincare product. And as you mentioned, no one does that, but you're, but you're also innovative uh, in that you create very little waste. Um, yeah. Would you, would you tell us a bit about responsibility as a climate specific, uh, okay. the world first to make people understand that we have to make a change. And I want to just say one thing, Carl, because I never get a chance to say this. Young people understand that the planet or that life as we know on the planet is in trouble. Old people like me don't understand it. The problem is, you know, um, learn an old dog a new trick, I think is the saying, is the most complicated saying. Here's the problem. If the old people doesn't come around, we might not gonna make it. The way of how we wanna have our 
you know, great grandchildren have this world or your children have this world. So one thing, what I, what, what is the secret mission behind Pour More is because our consumer that we have is literally between 40 and 70. We really getting this, you know, like this older um, um, ladies like me. And I'm starting to educate them with my emails of telling them small changes, because here's an, a, another thing you might not know. In the 80s, we spent tens of millions of dollars in advertising, trying to tell the consumer smoking, you need to stop smoking because your health got a cancer, heart diseases, everything else. And the data came back that hardly anybody stopped smoking. Then a very, very small study was done with like 25 participants that showed that smoking causes wrinkles. And boom, everybody stopped smoking. <laughs> so this is it. You did, no, the, but there's a lot of truth about it. To, uh, changing behavior yeah. is extremely difficult for old people. So you need to give them a reason. Beauty is an unbelievable way to ask them to make that change. And they will not make it. You can advertise and, and make horror scenarios. And I don't think they're gonna get it, but they get it through beauty. So this is the secret mission of Pomo. We are educating a little bit, not with you know throwing them over the head, but just a little thing about, you know, we don't have to package everything. You don't have to need a straw. You can drink without a straw. You're not a baby. So things like that, you know, in a in a fun way, and the consumer reacts so nicely to it. So that's that's our Inception. you know underlying thing, Kyle. Just to say, I like it. No, it's uh, very powerful. I'm I'm curious how like just the mechanics, the specifics behind how it is creating less waste. Is it are they refillable containers or or what, what does that declaring? Help? They're declaring well, that they want this product. It's not refillable containers because you can't, you know, it's technology is not here yet. It will be too much contamination. And that's why, you know, a lot of things why people break out more than ever before. We have actually an epidemic of adult acne that didn't exist before is because of bacteria in the products. That's just, it's the truth. Everybody in the industry knows it. So um, we, you know, this is, poor more is about not breaking out anymore. It's about not that's getting right. wrinkles. It's about healthy skin, resilient skin to the climate. So um, we are, you know, our, all our paper is biodegradable. We, we are now having a new innovative way of how to fold. So we don't have to glue anymore because when you glue a box, and if it's biodegradable, it's not biodegradable anymore because now you just use glue. See, it's a lot of things that people don't understand. So you can, you know, we are we are educating of, um, you know, doing this. We are looking in the new technology of packaging, but unfortunately there is so much greenwashing and whitewashing, which is not really true. And I don't want to get into just because the marketing tells you, and we know already it's not a solution. So we just changed over, um, you know, every packaging will tell you now they are recyclable packaging. I can tell you not one recycle um, factory in North America will actually recycle them. They all go to the landfill because they are made out of mixed of plastic or they are, you know, a recyclable number six and seven. And at this point, only one and two will be recycled. So there's a lot of things that the consumer thinks just because it says it's recyclable, it will be recycled. We all know it will never be recycled. So we are looking for true, real, true things that are, we, we don't want to, 
we don't want to lie to the consumer and make them believe this is like a you know mirror shedding you know or we are recycling the packaging when we know as a fact it won't ever be recycled yeah and you and you've got to make things that uh that that yeah that align with the audience but also still that allow you to be, you know to, to scale your greater mission exactly because you know, at scale you'll have more impact uh, in in all the ways that you want to yeah, I think there is a real good way to do it. And technology is now racing to get this all done. So we are starting to go back to glass of some things, but not too much because glass, you know, the way. So it's, it, I think, give it five years and there will be amazing technology available to, to actually reuse containers and things like that. But as of today, it doesn't really exist. Yeah. Uh, well, this has been fantastic. I, uh, you know, Tom, if people want to get in touch with Jebit right now, what do you, what do you recommend? You, you want to give an email? You want to just uh, drive them to the site? Sure. I'm Tom at Jebit.com. They can email me and I can get them connected to the right people on our team. Uh, or they obviously can just go to our website, Jebit.com too. Nice. And, uh, and, and, and what would just walk through what, it, what an initial engagement would look like with Jebit. You'd be basically like, take the consult, help them come up with those core questions. And then it's a, you know, a pretty quick process of getting it, getting it in. Yeah. We have different ways to work with us. Um, we have a free version that anyone can sign up for and just build their own quiz. It uses our simple builder. So it's a builder that strips away a lot of the creative capabilities, but makes it really easy to build. Um, and then we have a more advanced version. That's how we started working with Uli where, you actually get a customer success rep at Jebit and they'll actually help you build out the quiz and uh, help you optimize the data and everything uh, like that. But uh, yeah, so we're, we're trying to build this in a way where anyone can get started no matter how big their business is or how much budget they have. Um, but we have people all the time that sign up and launch their quiz on the first day of signing up. This is not a, I think you said simple earlier, like we are trying to have a very simple and effective strategy. So this does not need to be a thing that you spend months implementing uh, or anything like that. Of course, if you want to talk to us and get advice, you know, it's probably a week or two on average that we go back and forth and we have a couple calls and uh, then you're live with your quiz or your interactive article or, or whatever it might be. Um, and, and then you can just keep using it and build more experiences from there. I love it. So people go to jebit.com and build uh, build a, a free uh, funnel to start and send it to us. Send it to us at, at, at directtoconsumer.com. We'll take a look at it. We'd, we'd love to see some examples. Uh, and, and to get started free, I think, is, is a really great way to get people into this into this new white space that you're building on the, you know, before the click. Absolutely. Very nice. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on today. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to our attendees. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.